Hello everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Please Nerf. With me as always is Austin. Say hi, Austin. Hello. And also, uh, Taylor. Say hi, Taylor. Hello, Taylor. Alright, I'm glad we're specific today, Taylor. Uh, Alright, so uh, today uh, we're talking about... Um, I guess last week we talked about esports, um, and we, we kind of got really into it. Um, so we didn't cover everything we wanted to cover. So we took a step back and uh, we're going to talk about a smaller topic, um, which is specifically streaming and esports. Um, so how do they work together? Um, maybe someone that is a professional gamer or a professional esports athlete turned to streaming or focus on streaming, things like that, or vice versa. Um, and different things like that. So uh, all together, streaming and esports, what they do together. Um, so I guess the first part of that is uh, determining a, a little bit of definition for at least what we're talking about today. Um, so these are by no means meant to be thought of as standard definitions, but uh, the difference between when we say pro gamer and esports athlete. Um, I don't know why I'm air quoting because people can't see me. But um, so in your guys' opinion, what's what's pro gamer versus esports athlete? Uh, pro gamer is someone that can make a living off of gaming. And esports athlete is someone that is a pro gamer, but part of a team, you know, training and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, pretty much what Taylor said, except maybe with like esports, uh, like they, they don't necessarily have to be on a team, you know, but, uh. They can still be like an athlete and participate in tournaments and stuff. It's just like they, like a pro gamer, they generally kind of just play the games casually and like, you know, have fun or whatever. But like esports athletes actually like tr practice and like do certain things. So I think like that feeds into it a little bit too. Okay. Um, so, so my idea of this is um, more along the lines of almost exactly what Taylor said. Um, so pro gamer being as long as you're making your living off of gaming in some basic form. Um, so this goes for full-time streamers, uh, YouTube content creators, things like that. Um, you know, even, even if you are someone who maybe you're good enough to go to these tournaments and uh, play the game and, and get paid decent amounts of prize money, but you're not necessarily sponsored or on the team or tied to any organization, things like that. Um, Esports athlete to me is more specific. Um, you're on either a team or an organization or you're sponsored um you know uh, you're not i guess it's kind of an offshoot of pro gamer i guess so so yeah tied to that or a specific game itself um maybe you're you specifically go to you know um play for a team or a sponsor at a specific game constantly so something like that um so again these definitions aren't meant to be you know, are us saying you have to use them this way. Um, they're just what we're going to use in terms of this this episode or this podcast. So, sound good with you guys? Hell yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. So, I wanted to start a little bit um, with how streaming and esports kind of grew each other, or um, kind of vice versa, I guess. So, how streaming, in fact, impacted esports and, and vice versa. Um, my first thing is, I guess, when streaming got, got big, it allowed the people playing the game on stream to get paid in one way or the other. 
Um, so you had things like online tournaments with prize money. Um, you had esports organizations noticing signing people, either sponsor or play for them, stream on their channels, things like that. Thinking old school Cloud9, um, you know, optic gaming, things like that, where you. You, you weren't necessarily going to tournaments and things like that, but you were a um, kind of similar to what Ninja does now with Lumosity, right? Um, he is a part of their organization, but he's not necessarily part of their esports teams, um, things like that. And then obviously there's donations and things like that. Um, is there anything else that people get paid by on Forgetting Guys? Um, <clears throat> like streamers or... Or just in general. In general, yeah. So like streaming, how do how do streamers get paid? I guess sponsorships overall is a good one. Sponsored streams, things like that. Yeah, and so, yeah. Right, that's sometimes as you um, mentioned, it's like games and stuff. I'd say money matches. Money matches. Yeah. So like, uh, in like in the world of like Smash, it was always common to um, to head to a tournament, and before the tournament started, or like after someone was knocked out or like waiting in between games, you'd go up to like a pro and be like, yo, I'll do a money match. Five bucks. Let's just play a game. Whoever wins gets the five bucks. And then the pro would be like, okay, yeah, sure. And so they'd play and, you know, five bucks would be traded to whoever won. Um, but sometimes it'd get a lot bigger. And so then, you know, maybe like to just call out beef, one of them would hop on Twitter and say like, yo, money match me $1,000. They'd be like, pfft, okay, yeah, whatever, let's fucking do it. And, you know, then it's a big thing and people are involved and sure, they may get like $1,000 out of it, but then it also helps get publicity for uh, donations and shit like that. Just streaming your money matches, I guess. Yeah. Because back in the day, there was this, um, in Smash, competitive Smash, there was this one dude, oh God, I forgot his name. He didn't, he didn't stick around for very long. He, um, he got good at smash by going to tournaments money matching pros for like 50 bucks and he was really bad at the game but he'd money match these pros and he was like a neural net processor he just learned everything they did against him and that's how he got good at the game and so then he started going to tournaments and started winning <laughs> an interesting way to pay for training yeah it is. Yeah. It was just such a wild concept. Yeah, here, kick my ass real quick. Hey, I mean, dude's dedicated, I guess. So I wonder. Like, I'm honestly curious how much money he spent before turning pro at that point. Um, a lot of it's detailed in this uh, Smash documentary on YouTube. It's four hours long, so be be prepared for a a long watch. A long but yeah, it goes over the entire history of competitive Smash. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, um, I think one of the things that always fascinated me about um, online tournaments once streaming got super popular is um, the way that it allowed, so like game battles in Call of Duty or money matches, things like that, where there's kind of mini tournaments or like competitions for a, a small prize. Um, it was always like weird before streaming got popular to, you, know, you had to like take screenshots of your screens and like prove that you won and things like that. But now with like streaming, um, you know, I think the Apex, one of the Apex Legends tournaments just recently had like a, you had to be streaming or had some form of recording, right? And then someone had to like go and like verify, you know, how many kills you got and things like that. And it was a, an interesting way to, to bypass a, a big problem of, you know, 
trying to prove who did something since there wasn't like a ref in every match or things like that, you know? Mm -hmm. It's definitely a, an interesting take to add to online tournaments. I know <laughs> um, Scissors recently money matched uh, Squishy Muffins in Rocket hmm. League. <laughs> he, uh, it was a money match for $1,000. Um, and then scissors got tossed. <clears throat> so then that makes sense. scissors said double or nothing. Uh, you have to use the scarab and I get one free goal at the beginning and squishy still agreed and still tossed them. <laughs> makes sense. <clears throat> That's great. But it was really, it was really cool. Cause it got uh squishy, a lot of viewers from scissors side and it got a lot of viewers for scissors from squishy side. For sure. The interesting way to collab. <clears throat> awesome. Um, so I think one of the next things, uh, on the list here of how you know, pro gaming or how streaming and esports grew, um, is, uh, watching highlights on demand. Um, I know that's something that I did a lot when I was trying to learn, um, the competitive COD scene. Um, you know, I'd, I'd find the latest tournament that was on Twitch and watch all of the, the video on demands and all the highlight that people had clipped and things like that. And, trying to pinpoint, okay, this positioning or this type of, uh, you know, the thought process that goes through some of these pros' heads um, when they're in this, you know, situation and things like that. So I think that's one of the biggest things um, because in traditional sports, um, you know, you have big-ass channels like ESPN um, and CBS and things like that that have, like, dedicated hour-plus-long shows of highlights of sports because people just want to see the cool shit that people have done or how to do something. Mm -hmm. I think that was honestly one of the biggest things that got me into streaming and esports both. Um, being able to, to go back and see that type of stuff. What about you guys? You guys ever spend time watching tons of highlights that waste time? Uh, yeah, like the clip feature is also pretty nice. You know, like mm -hmm. um, just like even though it's like really short amount of time, you can really see like how they, uh, you know, like 30 seconds, I think max. And so, like, that's, like, enough time for, like, some really crazy shit to go down in a, in a game. So, it's really cool to be able to see, um, like, after they stop streaming, um, like, the crazy shit they did. And, like, really few time, like, really not a lot of time. Back in the, uh, <clears throat> back in the day, I watched G4, RIP. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they would actually, they'd host, like, a lot of the, um, the big Halo and COD tournaments. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me into Halo, was was watching those tournaments. Um, I think occasionally they do, um, <clears throat> they would show off a uh, uh, a Quake tournament. Back in the day, Quake Three, watching Vu, oh, nutty, like that. That <laughs> stuff got me hype, and I think that's what got me like into competitive games and stuff. Because I was like, oh fuck, I played these video games, I can do land. Oh, it's easy, right? But like. Watching that like on Dish Network is where I caught it, and now with the clever use of the internet, I can hop on YouTube and I can catch any game that's big. Right. Watch the most recent Evo. Maybe watch Evo from twenty fifteen. You know. <laughs> um. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, one of the other big ones is uh, I know I touched on it a little bit, but sponsored streams. So. Um, this could go a couple of different ways. It could be a one-off sponsor stream where you're playing like a certain game for a certain amount of time, coming off a new feature or a new release or beta, something like that. 
um but it also goes to a little bit more of say you know i know one of the big ones that now is being sponsored by like stir or red bull ncxt you know big brands that sponsor you all the time um it's been a thing for a while but i guess they're big ones like red bull kind of getting into the space um things like that and then there's also i guess um you know maybe someone just wants to sponsor you for a small time so maybe you're not signed to a, a big contract or anything like that and then you add in on top of that the esports when esports started taking off there were tons of big companies coming in to promote or to sponsor either one tournament or a group of tournaments or something like that um so it definitely opens it up to fans of a bunch of different brands right yeah because like uh I know a lot of when we had tournaments at Newmont, our college, um, we were dying to try and find a sponsor, <laughs> right? Just to just to have something to help fund it because uh, how we funded it was everybody had to pay five bucks to get in or to participate at least. You could observe all you wanted, but. If you actually wanted to participate, you had to pay five bucks. And then all of the money that was paid in um, was essentially the the pool, uh, the prize mm-hmm. pool, and the funds for uh, renting the gear. So, but then all. yeah, because if we had a sponsor, oh, man, we could have such bigger prize pools. We could make a much larger tournament. For sure. What's all the well, sorry, with, like, you know, sponsors, too, you can, like, uh, it doesn't necessarily even have to pay for, like, the prize pools, right? You know, like, if you could just pay for the, you know, the rented equipment, mm-hmm. like, that's such a, a benefit to having a sponsor. Because then, like, everybody that's paying five bucks to get in or whatever can just, like, that can all go to the prize pool rather than, like, oh, hey, you know, like, we're going to have snacks here or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, is there a, a sponsor that you guys can think of that really caught your eye of like a wait a minute they sponsor an esports thing that you've ever seen? It doesn't have to be super recent. This is something I was thinking about the other day. Um, <clears throat> there's one. I think it was like it's like laundry detergent, like Snuggies or I think Snuggies or whatever. I thought you were gonna say Huggies. That's not no. those, those diapers. um i know uh i always think it's kind of cool um on my kind of um business brain i'm always kind of keeping up with like different esports things and how um you know people or companies are kind of getting into it um and i think one of the biggest ones that i saw was uh coke actually i not super recently um but i think it was uh probably about a year or so ago they put like a huge amount of money like sponsoring different esports stuff um i thought it was a very interesting one because i i i think of esports tournaments and i think of like a drink sponsors and i always think of energy drinks but like coke specifically it was like oh that's that's interesting okay i i knew i saw it somewhere so one of the sponsors for cloud nine is the u.s air force oh okay yeah that makes sense i, I do remember seeing that thing about it Oh, you know, okay, so I didn't mean to, like, backtrack, but another thing that streamer gets, streamers get paid by is uh, their own merchandise. That oh, yeah, for sure. That. So, like, clothing and stuff and, um, 
you know, like Dr. Lupo has his co- his own coffee right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, you get cool. to like a certain coffee. point where you can like monetize your your just your brand and right. Yeah, doc, Dr. Lupo is is sponsored by a coffee thing, and I'm pretty sure they they have a like Dr. Lupo um brand like like actual coffee. Oh, that's drink. sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at uh, some some sponsors. This is from like. Uh, April last year, so just under a year old. Um, and they have uh, Mercedes Benz is a worldwide sponsor of ESL. Oh man, which is E, I think, is it or just E? I think so, actually. That's a credit union, never mind. Googling ESL is probably a terrible idea. Uh, Electronic Sports League, so Electronics. yeah, basically. <clears throat> um, and then we have uh, Airbus, which is an interesting one someone who makes airplanes sponsoring uh, a League of Legends team named Out of the Blue. All five female streamers. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah, just a couple uh, fun factoids there for you guys. Awesome. Um, yeah, so we got next. Um, community interaction. I think this is a big one. Um, I think to, to grow a game into esports, aside from companies like Blizzard or Activision, um, I guess the same company um or uh, riot things like that that push their own game um you know super hard with millions of dollars in esports leagues and stuff like that beforehand it was very community driven um so being able to get tons of people watching your game and watching it competitively grows the own little esports league inside of or esports community inside of the games community. i think that was a, a big one that helps kick off both Streaming and esports. Yeah, I, it's definitely plagued uh, plagued esports in a way that you know we see a lot more F's in chat when teams lose. Yeah. Well, or also, when, uh, it's like, go ahead, Austin. It, it's like um, you know, like watching a pro or whatever. Like you know, like say this guy's streaming in this league with these other people. It's like you can you can actually like see the perspective of uh, the stream, like the 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 pro you want to right like if they're mm-hmm. streaming as well if it's like an online tournament because it's like that that's really nice because sometimes you know for league of legends for example there's you know five different roles that people play in the game and it's like if i'm if i'm like a a jungler main right like i don't want to pay attention to necessarily the support main right so i'd much rather go watch the stream of like the jungle main which is which is nice with like if if they're streaming like if it's like an online tournament you can bring that like type of value and then like that person can also give like tips to the people that are in their chat you know mm-hmm. makes sense makes sense um I think uh, the the biggest thing with community interaction that ties into our last point which is uh, the global audience so just being able to tie you know, people that maybe speak different languages or live very far away from each other um, to each other to come together to watch interact via you know esports tournament or a streamer um, you know whether or not they're playing you know in a tournament or just playing to play is a is a big thing um, you know, overall reaching as many people as literally possible is is crazy yeah and it's fun seeing like a a pro um, Rocket League player hop into like just public ranked 
and uh, yep. you know they'll be going up against people or they'll be placed with the randoms and they'll be like oh my god squishy i love you can you sign my page or ah it's rizzo like oh, i love you please sign my page and it's just like oh man to get to get to a high enough rank so i can hop into a game and just magically be blessed with like lethemir or you know someone in my game i'd lose it <laughs> yep i know i know uh it's one of the things that i kind of miss about certain games like call of duty and stuff is like go on to like twitch now and if it's not blackout which is fine um it's it's nothing but the the esports pros doing like scrims and tournaments and things like that there's not a lot of uh public interaction in terms of in-game interaction anymore which yeah for one one reason or the other maybe it's just toxic but i think it's kind of interesting also i guess with like online play it's hard to be matched with a similar challenge yeah true i mean the they're a little bit better now it's it's less um or it's more varying though so like even though they do have some sort of uh matchmaking ranking in, in a lot of games i probably shouldn't say um it's definitely more harder to you know play the same level with randoms than it is people you play with traditionally mm-hmm. a lot of times so i think that's the biggest thing between games like overwatch or something that rely heavily on team based interactions um if you have someone who's you know Maybe they're not the same exact skill level as your other teammates that you're used to playing with, and also maybe they're not making callouts or using chat in anything, or you know, not really paying attention to the the flow of the game that you're used to, right? Because not everyone's gonna play in public the way they wouldn't, unless they want to give the other team a hard time. I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of Call of Duty games where, like, we've done with callouts. Good fucking lord, that poor other team. Yep. <laughs> yeah, those was the good old days. Uh, awesome. Um, anything else on uh, you guys can think? Ways that esports slash streaming helped grow each other? What point? I don't think so. Hey. Um, let's then move on. Um, we have, I, I wanted to switch this up a little bit, um, for, for you two on the little doc we're going over. Um, but I wanted to focus on kind of balancing if you're trying to do both streaming and esports. Um, I know we might not have the, the best firsthand knowledge of this, so, um, feel free to grab from some of your favorite, you know, personalities or influencers. Um, but, uh, it's definitely worth calling out that, Although it's possible to be a streamer and an esports athlete or a pro gamer and esports athlete, whatever you want to call it, um, there are some issues with um, the difference of trying to balance both of those, I guess. Um, One of the things that I'm thinking of is the little bit of stuff I know about the fighting competitive scene with like Smash and stuff. Um, Some of the bigger players there. They stream all the time because their tournaments are, you know, usually a couple of days, you know, every couple of weeks or something like that. Um, it's not something like Overwatch League where you're you're playing, you know, games, multiple games every week, things like that. Um, so they have the time, a little bit more of an easier of time streaming, you know, their own stream rather than the tournament stream, things like that. 
Um, but because of that, if they decide to take time off or anything, this goes for all streamers, um, Twitch or whatever you're using typically starts to turn on the negative pretty fast, um, losing, you know, subscribers or followers or viewers or things like that. So um, anything you guys want to call out in terms of that, trying to balance both streaming and professionally? Well, so like I tried streaming. I only spent like maybe what three days attempting to do streaming. And I gotta say to to keep the the energy levels high and entertaining, at least for the stream that I you know wanted or you know was aiming for, it was uh exhausting, right? Because I had already been at work for my eight hours of the day. Uh did my commutes and everything and i get home and honestly at that point i just want to relax but you know it's like you know well let's let's try streaming let's get this going and it it takes a lot out of you like it is it's as if it's not meant to be a hobby then you're gonna want to have to like put work and effort towards it and if you're already tired from the day it's kind of it it is taxing and so if if I try to relate that to trying to go pro or being, you know, an esports athlete, that means that I've I'm I now have to somehow be a source of entertainment for others as well as focus on doing really good at a game. And so if I spent I guess I don't know 5 hours of my day training and getting better at a game so that I do good at tournaments or whatever, um and then I I spend you know, the rest of the evening or or day streaming. At what point do I get burnt out? Why don't you do them together? Well, I mean that that's that, that's like you know like there's different types of entertainment, right? Some people like hey, you know, like if you're a professional, right, and you're playing this game, and you decide to stream it, and the whole time you're like trying to like make you know, like you're making plays, you're like testing out things that you want to work on or whatever. And some people find that entertaining. And who knows, maybe someone in chat will give you like that, that little edge, like, hey, you know, try this instead. And then like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, if you do them hand in hand, you get less burned out because you're a little bit like, you got a community around you to help you keep going. See that, that, and I'd say that that would work in the beginning. But as you, you know, say you're pro, you are, you are top dog, right? I, I personally would want to somehow mix up my stream to be different than my, my daily grind. Cause I, I'm. I mean, I would just get absolutely exhausted from just tryharding from eight to five. <laughs> I think that's another thing to call out. Um, the point I was trying to make with the, the whole fighting game thing is that it also is going to depend a lot on the game, right? So, you know, if you're doing your own thing, you know, in a game like a, a fighting game or 
another single player competitive game. But uh, that is usually a little bit easier, I would assume, than trying to keep up with practicing with a team, um, you know, things like that, having to make that commitment. Um, you know, you have all the tournaments and stuff you have to go to, plus you're streaming, you know, if you're trying to be entertaining or if you're streaming only you're practicing um your different things like that so i guess it, it definitely is going to vary a lot on not only personal but also the game you're playing and everything that comes well right yeah because i guess uh also at what point do you do you not want to stream your um your daily training so that your opponents cannot view your inside right. secrets. Well, yeah. I mean, even if you're doing a scrim or something with other teams, because your friends or whatever, people from other teams, you still have the commitment to your team or your organization to, to put in the time and effort as a as a squad, right? Because I could... I, 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 if I was to... If I personally was to go pro in something, right, I'd... You know, I'd love to stream every breathing moment of my gameplay because, you know, it's two birds with one stone on that one. But it depends on what I'd want to focus on. Do I want to focus on making sure my stream is going well or do I want to focus on making sure my training is going well? Yeah, and I think that's the, the biggest thing is it, it depends because I speaking from experience with the, the Call of Duty scene. Most of the streamers right now, their main focus is being good at the game. Um, and I think most of their fans know that. So most of their fans are not expecting, you know, a super entertaining stream 24-7 and as much as they're going to be expecting you to be doing all your stuff at the game and then all in between games you'll chat with chat yeah, or, it, you know, do things like that. To, to feed off of that, that's that's kind of what I was tr trying to say is like streaming. You, you you kind of you attract the people you 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 like like how you play the game or the like kind of the type of people you're gonna attract so like if you're playing competitive and you're trying to make you know plays and like be really good the people you're gonna attract are gonna be the people that really want to see that especially if you're already a professional like if you're already a professional and they've seen you like at a tournament and they see that you've been streaming then they're gonna come over because they're fans right and they're gonna want they want to see what's like behind the scenes, so that's what they're coming there for, right? So, but I want to say that that only gets you so far in realms of streaming because only so many people want to see that. Whereas, uh, I think it, I don't think that's entirely fair because I think it definitely depends. So, there are people who are way bigger because of their competitive thing than they would be because of their personality. I see. And then I vice versa. Because I couldn't give a rat's well, ass I, about, you know, Fortnite or whatever, but I'll still watch fucking Tim. I know, that's what I'm saying. There there are, but for every Tim the Tapman, there are people who are, like, so good at the game but so antisocial or have a bitty personality that they're not going to be able to be as entertaining as Tim. And people still watch them and they're still big. You know things like that just because they're there might not be the size of tim or something doesn't mean that they're not big in their own right right well i the only reason i'm saying that is because there are x amount of people that are interested in 
seeing the game be played well. And there are more people who can easily identify with a personality instead of the game. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that yeah, it's not then, fair to say the that it'll get you so far. But the people that want to get that or want that will go there, right? So, like, if I'm a professional, right, like, my whole point is to be, be really good at the game, right? And I start streaming because I'm like, hey, I can make some little extra money on the side because I'm streaming, you know. Then it's like my primary focus is still on like my team play or like, you know, whatever game I'm focusing on. Like I'm still pro at it. And so it's like, hey, I'm going to make my money through this. But like, hey, I'm going to if I stream as well, I get an extra bonus. Right. So it's like I mean, a lot. Yeah, like a lot of the big streamers are like. I don't like Tim and then like for example Tifu. Tifu is a big Fortnite streamer and he's a pro. And he has one of the highest viewer counts on a daily. And like most of the time like uh except maybe for this last season like but he was playing Fortnite pretty much every day and what he was doing is they were doing scrims. They were doing um pri- like not private scrims but they were like I don't even know how that system works, but, like, it was a bunch of pros. They'd get into this lobby, and they'd all, like, split off, go gather some stuff, and then, like, they'd all practice, like, at, like I think maybe the fourth circle in. Like, they'd practice their building, and, like, that's when they'd start fighting, right? Like, so they'd ignore everybody in the match until they got to that point, and then they would start fighting it out. So they were practicing, like, the end game, because, like, in Fortnite, that's, like, where the big majority of the, the shit goes down. And so, like, that's what he was pretty much doing every day, and he's still at over 50k people. Not a daily. And he's he's a pro at Fortnite. I, I haven't watched his streams in a while, but I think, like, I think, like, he, he's still a pro, and, like, he, he does, like, you know, interact with chat. I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, software out there that allows it really easy to be like, oh, hey, you subbed? Cool. You know, like, awesome. And that's the thing is, like, with twitch especially when you're big you also have moderators right and your moderators also help entertain your chat in a way because they're also interacting and they're like you know throwing jokes like you know tim the Tatman's whips like that guy is like the best moderator to ever exist right but he still like interacts with the chat and he he's super cool so I think the, the, the main point that at least I was trying to make is that I don't think that I, I, I don't want to say it's not fair. Um, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, Taylor, because you specifically want to watch someone who is entertaining, right? But I guess the point I was just trying to make is I don't think it's fair to say everyone does. Granted, the majority for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's telling Austin just the other day that, you know, the, the biggest driving factor is who you are, but it, I don't think it's fair to say that you can't get big or you can't be successful, I guess I should say, because um, I guess size is irrelevant, um, but you can't be successful just because of your... Like, I think personality definitely helps. It is a big driving factor, but there's still something to be said for someone who's able to be good at the game and, and either teach people or just be good enough that people watch to learn from you is all I was trying to say. Cause I was just thinking that, you know, there's a bigger pool 
Right. It doubles your it doubles your viewer size if you're good at the game and entertaining. For sure. No, I completely agree with that. Um I just think there's something to be said for someone who is good enough to be I don't want to say te- teaching, but um I don't I let's let's use this as a segue. Shroud. I love Shroud to death as a person. However, I don't find his personality as entertaining as his gameplay. No, he's a fucking potato. But, you know, like, I, like I'll watch Shroud and be like, wow, this dude is literally a god at aiming. Best aimer in the world. But I'd rather watch someone else's stream for entertainment most of the time. Someone did a, right? a, a video uh, doing the statistical, um, <clears throat> like, the speed of his movement and stuff. Uh, Shroud mm-hmm. is actually faster than an aimbot. Sense, <laughs> but uh, to that point though, even though I say that you know I, I I don't find Shroud as entertaining as say him right or Lupo, the uh, the caveat to that though is I think that Shroud's personality is so different than everyone else. It's this his his swagger almost makes him entertaining to a certain group of people. Um, where he, he he's kind of the the quiet, I know I'm good, but not overly cocky type as well. And I appreciate that. But I guess his personality might not be as forward or out, but it still plays a factor, I'm sure, to a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, that's why I like him as a pro, right? He was always like... Yeah, I'm calm and focused and just... The silent assassin. Yeah. But no, um, so to, to use that um, as, a, as a little jumping point there, um, is kind of anything about if you had to pick one, why do you think people would pick one or why would you pick one? I think Taylor already kind of kind of hit on it. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of mental effort in terms of trying to be entertaining when you're streaming or, or something like that. Um, I know I, I'm going to blank on the name, but I know there's a guy from Overwatch League who you know quit specifically because he realized he could make more money and be less stressed by just streaming at his own time rather than being a part of uh, whatever team he was on. Um, so things like that, I guess, it, it, it's going to differ from person to person and what you want, but uh, yeah, cause like, I know... I, I guess to go from esports to... To streaming it's it's along the lines of like esports and like going to tournaments and the pressure to do good people watching you it's and all the practice you have to put in because people forget about that yeah it's, so much. that that's that shit's stressful like that is taxing so like because shroud retired from uh professional csgo a couple of years ago maybe i think one or two years ago and mm-hmm. he's been streaming and He's been doing killer with his stream, right? He's right. he's got he's got a guy that will take his videos, his uh, streams, and he'll edit them down and make the collaborations. Slap those up on YouTube. So he's got he's got his YouTube running. He's got his Twitch running like daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was he switched purely because just like the stress of playing a big tournament live was just immense. 
I also think of uh, someone who it might not have been as big in the, the CSGO as far as competitive goes, but even Summit to an extent, right? You know, he he played in a few you know bigger tournaments and stuff like that, but his streams I think are way better, you know, just because he's less stressed with all the stuff that comes in. Oh yeah. Um, and my little half experience with it, um, you know, when we were getting ready to graduate and stuff um, from from college. I had a chance to be on a B team as a sub for a Call of Duty team, and it was a dream of mine to to do it. But when I really sat down and thought about it, uh, the the I really wanted to finish the degree, but I I knew I wouldn't have the time to do that, just because of of how much time I had to dedicate via the organization and stuff like that. You know, it's. You know, even though I was a sub, I didn't. I still had to be at the tournaments because you never know what could happen or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you had to put in at least a minimum of eight hours a day in practice. Um, you had to be ready to to be able to sub in at any time, pretty much for any any scrim or anything that's going on. Um, and it, it was crazy the amount of time that a lot of people don't realize you would have to put in in some of these games to to be professional, I guess. Um, Especially in a team-based game. It's it's not. Yeah, like, God. How many hours a day do they put in practice? Like, (laughs) Hmm. Yep, I know. um, So, Shanghai Dragons on the Overwatch League. Congratulations, got their first win the past week. Um, But uh, a lot of stuff was coming out after their first season because obviously they had a big uh, publicity stunt of going 0-40. Um, I don't want to say publicity stunt. Sorry, uh, they came off wrong. Um, but uh, a lot of stuff was coming out about why they were quote-unquote so bad. Um, you know, and a lot of stuff was focused around some of the man- managerial aspects of the team, but another thing that came out was their um, schedule for practicing was so crazy. I don't remember the the number of hours off the top of my head, but it was insane. Even on days where they had to compete in the game, um, like in the Overwatch League, like on stream games, um, you know they were putting out multiple hours of practice every day, um, and it, it's it's crazy. And it was almost like those guys um, and girl, I think they have a female. Anyway, um, the the people on Shanghai were were almost so burnt out, and it was only the first season that they oh. didn't even get a single. Things like that it's it's crazy <clears throat> it's a good thing they gotta win this season True. against the um, team that they traded a player with and a, a decently strong boss but yeah um i know taylor you uh you had another um guy on on this list that you wanted to talk about on as far as quitting one to focus on another oh yeah <clears throat> uh skadoodle he also took a break from uh pro csgo also, Cloud9, uh, he's he's pretty uh, good friends with Shroud, uh, and I'm almost positive he streams with Shroud uh, every time now. But yeah, he took a break f- from Pro CSGO so that he can stream just to kind of relax, take a breather. Pretty much primarily because competitive gaming is just stressful. Right? It's like... For sure. I don't know. It's like any any other sport, right? Going to a game. There's always the allure of losing. 
You want to win. <laughs> the older revolution. <laughs> it's all stressful. For sure. Streaming? Nah. Just have fun. Or that's your mindset. If you're gonna stream, just just have fun with it, regardless of what you're doing. I mean, it depends, right? So like, <clears throat> when it comes to streaming, it's either I'm watching you because I want I I want to see you do good so that I know how to get better. I'm watching you because you're fucking funny or you're genuinely entertaining. Or because when you fuck up, the rage is so immense it is some of the funniest shit in the world. And you're one of those too. So it's like. I mean, watching Dr. Disrespect lose his shit, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a little funny. <laughs> but like watching yeah. watching Ninja, I guess back in the day, pop off when he hits a nutty snipe from literally across the entire map. You, and he just jumps out of his chair and he's losing his shit. You feel it too. You feel all of that energy. And it is like, it is that that shot of dopamine that, that maybe you need for that evening, right? And so then the next day, you had a shitty day at work. You come back, you hop in to watch Ninja, and you're just waiting for a nutty shot again. Sure as shit, he hits it, or he does something, and he goes off again, and you feel it, and it makes you come back for more. <clears throat> or you hop in, you watch someone stream like uh, Jesse in Rocket League, um, and Jesse, he, he over-exaggerates his his rages or his fails on shots simply because you know it's it's i guess it feels good to see that some people also are having a bad time and it makes you relate but jesse when he when he fucks up and kind of over exaggerates it's actually really it's really funny so <laughs> uh also any any last minute wrap up for Balancing the two or focusing on either one. Not really, though. No, no tips and tricks for, tips for fellow streamers? Tricks. Yeah, no. Not that. Not, nope, I'm still trying to figure the shit out. <laughs> Maybe, aren't we all? Same with life. All right, um, let's start wrapping this up then. Um, wanna, of course, throw a shout out to everyone that's listening. Um, got us up to, what do you say, 17? We got 17 subscribers on the podcast over various platforms. Hell so yeah, brother. thank you for that. Look forward to more of you coming in. Uh, feel free to reach out to either of the three of us on social media. And uh, awesome, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter uh, at Celestius G, capital C, capital G. And you can also find me on Twitch um, at Celestius. Nutty. Sweet. Taylor? Uh, tw Twitter at developer T Boyd. Um, and then twitch um tv slash vanilla night two n's one l sweet sweet and as always for me everything is at the fragment 77 it's a capital t capital frag numbers 77 like i said feel free to reach out to us if you got anything about podcasts or just to, to follow to hang out to see what we're gonna do next um to sometimes we say funny stuff be sure to tweet eric photos of potatoes with eyes Yes, I love potatoes with that. I love potatoes. I don't know how that came up. I just said I love potatoes with that. I can only imagine how many folks. I'm yeah. clipping that out it's of context. Be your new mascot. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, so do that. Um, next week, uh, we will be talking about uh, the best storytelling in games that we've experienced. Be sure to, to tune in next week with that. Oh, tune in. And, uh, and as always, hit him with that bye. Bye! Bye.